Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Sean Flynn, the president of sports and education division for Show People, a leading behavioral and psychometric analytics platform. So Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julian. Pleasure. Happy to be here. Great. Well, thank you for being here. So Sean, what I want to talk to you about today, first we'll talk about your background and you have a background in the Major League Baseball. Uh, and then we'll talk, of course, about your company, your product, uh, as well as the benefits for teams and athletes to use your solution. And then we'll talk about your business model, as well as your plans for the next 12 months. How does it sound? Perfect. Looking forward to it. Well, great. So, uh, you know, maybe just to begin with, could you tell us about your background? And I know you have a background in Major League Baseball, so. Uh, yeah, so I've been involved in uh, sports uh, for 25 years. Well, I guess it's yeah. probably 28 years now. I, I, I've been saying 25 for the last three or four years, so it's yeah. closing in on 30. Long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that has been from, uh, uh, you know, I started my career in sports in, in the USL, uh, soccer league here in uh, in the United mm -hmm. States that has kind of Division Two, Division Three, and underneath it. I started there yeah. uh, 1996, <laughs> many years ago, in yeah. this embryonic stage. Spent, spent some time there overseeing the marketing and, and, and sales and kind of the external operations for the league office, which is mm -hmm. still in Tampa. Uh, left there, stayed in Tampa. Uh, and worked in uh, the National Hockey League with the uh, Tampa oh, really? Bay. Yeah, so I spent, uh, I think, four or five years uh, there um, overseeing marketing, branding, event booking. Um, we had the Tampa Bay Lightning. We had a, an Arena mm -hmm. Football League team at uh, that time, the Tampa Bay Storm. Uh, yeah. And then the, the many events that come through the building as well. So, uh, and after there, was recruited to come down to where I am currently in South Florida, uh, and worked with the Marlins, which at that time was the Florida Marlins, uh, which eventually became what is known today as the Miami Marlins. So yeah. really my time there was, you know, I spent 13 years in Major League Baseball in a lot of different capacities. Uh, left there, uh, went back to soccer, uh, back to football, soccer, uh, as the CEO of Miami FC. Spent four years uh, running that team, overseeing both uh, football operations, soccer operations, and the business operations. Uh, and ironically, or coincidentally, uh, Miami FC plays in the USL. They didn't play when I was there. We started in the yeah. NAS. So, so uh, a long, long journey, uh, fortunate enough to somehow remain in the state of Florida. I don't know. That's, that's rare because you move around, you bounce yeah. around. But uh, and, and the majority of that time in, in South Florida, so uh, which which I still call home. Well, I think you, you got lucky because, you know, you managed to stay in the in, in the state of Florida. So like you said, a lot of people have that chance, right? That's right. Yeah, typically, I mean, obviously, there's only so many opportunities uh, for what we do. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one in each market and there's only you know two or three markets for Jacksonville. That have major league uh, professional teams so uh, somehow i i 
created a path that allowed me to to stay in in, in the sunshine state. So, which which I'm excited about. Yeah, uh, sure. and, and and I do serve on uh, one of the components, and I've been here long enough. I serve on the Florida Sports Foundation, which is a, a quasi public and governmental entity yeah. uh, that runs. That really the focus is to bring events and 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 uh, tourists to uh, the state through sports. So, you know, as, as being on that board, we obviously are involved in, in a lot of activities uh, to bring to bring events to our great state. No, that's great. I look, look very busy. Um, so now, could you tell me uh, a bit more about your company, right? Show people, how did you get involved? Like, what was the, uh, how did that happen? Yeah, so sure people, as you said, is a behavioral and psychometric analytics platform. Yeah. A lot of words, right? Uh, yeah. It really uses people science to really help people understand themselves and more importantly, understand those around you to put people in the best position to succeed. Right. I just simple. I always use this simple phrase, but some people need a kick in, in the behind. Yeah. Some people need a hug or a pat on the back. You're doing the wrong thing to the wrong person. You may never become productive. You may lose that connectivity. That relationship gets stopped. And no matter where that is, whether it's on the field of play, uh, football field, a basketball court in an office, something happens and all of a sudden nobody this person doesn't develop and then productivity stops and they may yeah. leave or something happens so you know that's a short summary this company was founded about uh eight or nine years ago uh by a dear friend of mine uh, his name is nico draculis who's an entrepreneur based in chicago i think mm -hmm. i was with the marlins at, at the time when he founded this and, and kind of explained what he was doing yeah. uh, with a focus on the business world right so this yeah. started in in the commercial side with uh, clients like Comcast Media and iRobot and Johns mm -hmm. Hopkins Medicine, uh, really helping in their people capital area, their people resources, right? Helping mm -hmm. do the things I just described. And when he brought it to my attention, what he was doing many years ago, um, and asked me to be on the board of advisors, I said, yeah, I will, for sure, because I think what you have here is amazing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, go out, you know, let's prove your vision and if this thing is really as powerful as you say it is and can help, there's no reason we can't bring this to the world of sport, my yeah. world, right? Professional sports, intercollegiate athletics, Olympic yeah. sports, anywhere uh, where there's athletes and people that surround the athletes, I think we've got an opportunity. Eight or nine years ago, there wasn't much happening in this above the next space, specifically behavioral and psychometric. For sure. Uh, um, there's a little bit happening now, but yeah. I think we're really still in the forefront. So I agree, yeah. Company started in the office space, kind of in the HR world. The past two or three years now, when we launched this division, which is called Sure Athlete, mm -hmm. we uh, we you know really came in with a laser focus, and that's my focus is really kind of bringing this in, formulating it, you know, making it fit in the world the world of athletics. And, and how big is your team? I mean, uh, I know you've got Sure people and Sure athlete, but. Like, let's say short people, how many people, I mean, how many employees do you guys have today? How big is your team? Uh, 45, 50 or so. Uh, yeah. We're spread out. We've got a development team, a really great development team in, in India. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of you know, product development. And then we've got folks, the headquarters is, is Chicago, as I mentioned, where, where Nico mm -hmm. is, is located. Um, and then we've got some folks in Boston um, and, and obviously myself here and a couple of yeah. us were down in Florida. So the team is 40, 45, 50. Uh, and, and, you know, continues to grow as, as mm -hmm. the company grows. And now my focus, since I'm kind of the, I'm, you know, the new newbie on the block, you know, yeah. two years into this, you know, my, my 
Garrett, my focus is really building up this this division and you know mm -hmm. business development and and, and customer uh, success and and, mm -hmm. and content and so I, I kind of focus on that yeah with the resources that we have so we have all of those departments in those square people so I just you know I use our resources that are currently on on the table and, and kind of help yeah. build what we're doing. That makes sense. So can you tell me a bit more? I know you talked about the, the what you guys do, but can you tell me a bit more about the product, the solution and how it works? And also maybe how would the team use it? What's the use case for the team? And who's typically using that? Yeah, so the product itself is start. All of this starts with what we call a prism portrait, right? Mm -hmm. That is a, an individual takes a survey. It takes the average individual about 30 minutes. You can do that on your phone, your laptop, whatever device you have. Yeah, um, that prison portrait. Once somebody completes that survey, uh, we have a prison portrait on that individual, right? So that prison portrait is a really robust kind of peek into what makes a person tick, how they're motivated, you know, what their personality is, how they shift under pressure, what their fundamental needs are, how they make decisions, right? Uh, how they mm -hmm. processes process information, how they handle conflicts. So really, yeah. really, really robust understanding of what what this person is like right yeah. so now that's on platform and everything lives in the cloud we run it through our algorithms we have some ai technology that's incorporated now if we continue to develop this yeah. now we have now we have that right and that prism portrait the the instrument itself that survey that questionnaire we do use third-party validity and reliability um so we do that every other year we've got our internal team our internal science team that does their checks and balances as well so it is a valid and reliable instrument um that is valid from we say 16 15 16 years old ninth grade american education uh, level mm -hmm. 47 different nationalities and demographics so this thing has been tested globally yeah uh, and um you know it, it's it's a really it's a really powerful tool so um once we have this right we've got an individual on it now they're in the world of sure mm -hmm. people right our, our platform and there's a number of different tools that are part of that um and and those tools really range from the individual roadmap to self mastery right mm -hmm. so the individual can kind of dig in you know become self-aware identify blind spots that they may not have on their radar and like oh wow okay i see that i'm you know i'm more power and precision and i'm not lacking a relational side yeah. yeah i can see how that plays out right so this roadmap to self mastery and there's tons of content and plans and action plans that kind of roll into that and then we shift into kind of okay how do we use this with the people around us which is really kind of where we dig in on the sports side right mm -hmm. how do teams use this so we, we have a number of tools that help there uh, the yeah. first one what we call a kind of a coaching card communication card that summarizes because there's a lot of data in your prison portrait i mean mm -hmm. there's pages and pages and pages of these seven different modules that provide this really really you know into the weeds understanding yeah. of what what you know how a person is, is kind of what makes them tick you know in the world of athletics that that's pretty cumbersome it's there but you know if a coach you know the end user is a coach or somebody in poor performance well whoever has or touches in the field you know that has a touch point of, of athletes in their kind of circle you know they need something on the fly so we have the so we have the, what we kind of resembles a baseball card so these cards yeah. uh, basically pull uh, from all of our data, the seven different modules into really actionable coaching or, mm -hmm. you know, sport performance, you know, I would give me two coaching tips for this individual. You know, yeah. how do I communicate with this individual? What happens when they're under pressure? 
you know, give me some blind spots that they may not be aware of. So, you know, we've got the back end of this in the platform that's all of this data, but really actionable, help me now. Boom, I'm walking across the track. I've got a person starting in the 400 meters. Give me mm -hmm. something I can do to help motivate them immediately. Or there's something going on. So these baseball cards would condenses this into really actionable, user-friendly, you know, material that that the end user can can use, right? So this this uh, tool really, when we go from that in from that aspect, now we go into a relationship advisor. Again, yeah. it's a really easy tool. You click in relationship advisor, Julian and Sean. Julian, when dealing with Sean, do A, B, and C, right? Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Avoid X, Y, and Z. You know, if he's under pressure or you're under pressure, that directive will switch. So it lines two people up through our algorithms and our AI, it pulls all that data and gives you this relationship advice that you can use immediately, yeah. right? And then when you kind of go to the group in the world of sport, whether that's the coaching staff yeah. or the whole roster or a position group, it's your offensive lineman, um, you know, you drop in a team advisor and it gives you really, again, actionable information and recommendations. Here are some strengths. Here are some potential liabilities, some watchouts of mm -hmm. the group because you roll all the numbers up. And then here's some advice and strategies on how to deal with that group. So again, it takes kind of the individual, the one-on-one, -on -one, and then the group, right? So the one thing about this platform that makes it, you know, I think it's very unique in mm -hmm. this space is number one, we have a really solid instrument, right? Our prison portrait is unparalleled in terms of the robustness and the, the, the information that we get. Um, then it's the utility of it. This is built to be user-friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of technology comes in and it's not built for the end user, right? You need to have somebody, whether it's from the vendor or somebody internally, or somebody has to be really, you know, in tune or black belt, right? This is built for the end user. If you want to get into the weeds and go back and kind of mess with the data, we yeah. have the ability to do that. And there's some tools and other things. That, there's a million things we can do, but the utility is really important to us. It's built for the end user interface, which is extremely important. And then number three, the scalability of this, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the utility for the end user, you know, with our main, we have major league baseball clients with five, you know, teams in the development system and uh, academies yeah. in the Dominican and fall leagues and all mm -hmm. of this stuff, right? At the major league level, you know, 180 players in the system and, you mm -hmm. know, 50 or 60 coaches and support staff and beyond that, but, you know, that, that, so the scalability of this is really, really important to those organizations, right? Yeah. So, you know, now we've got this really powerful tool that an end user can capture and use immediately and is scalable. Yeah. So that's that's what we're that's really the importance of kind of the way this thing is built and how it's used. And there's a lot of other tools and bells and whistles that we can get into, but that kind of, that's kind of the top line. And you summarize the competitive advantage, scalability and the thing that you mentioned earlier, right? What's it's, that? You also mentioned the competitive advantage like it's very user-friendly, it's scalable, all those things, right? That's right, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Now, how would you summarize what you think are the benefits for athletes and team to use your solution? Right, so there's kind of, in the world of sport, right? In the world of sport, we kind of hit the top line, right? Yeah. When you get into the office, and we have conversations with front offices and, and administration at, at universities and, that is kind of the office product, which gets much deeper. And I'll talk, we can talk a little bit about that in a second, but kind of for the, the sake of this 
answer. The focus with our professional partners are, are you know, USA Diving and our Olympic partners and, and intercollegiate athletic partners and, and their work with athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four areas that they focus on, right? Number one, talent evaluation. So mm-hmm. the Texas Rangers, for example, we've done work with them and some other major league teams in preparation for the last three drafts. So we've got a really um, deep pool of data on prospects, where they got drafted. Now we're starting to track their performance. So we, we now we know in talent evaluation, a first rounder looks a little bit different than a second through fifth rounder. And they look a little bit different than five through 10. So, you know, talent evaluation, right? Uh, okay, two. but if you're talking about MLB draft prospects, does that mean that they have to take the test of prospects and that's how they evaluate them? Yeah, everybody on system needs to start with taking the survey. Right. So we get the data. So that's where the journey starts. Mm-hmm. So we have over the last two or three years, we have had a thousand prospects taken mm-hmm. of those thousand seven hundred eight of them were dra- seven or yep. eight hundred drafted. So we've got a pretty, a pretty, you know, significant material mass of individuals yep. that are that are in our system now. So talent evaluation, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, onboarding, or when somebody steps into your organization. So what, however that mechanism is, drafted, recruited, transfer portal, create, whatever. Oh, I right? see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody uh, steps into your organization. You've done as much vetting as you can, right? But you still, unless you've kind of gone through or they're on our platform already, um, this gives you a really great head start to who you have on your hands. Yeah. So you have a really strong foundation to know this person needs a kick in the behind. This person needs a hug, right? Or this person goes on, they process information from the kind of a, a feel or a gut, or yeah. they need hard facts. Having that immediately is extremely valuable because now you can get on to getting on of what you need to do, coaching the sport, right? Or doing the, you know, the competency skills of their, whatever you need them to do and however you need to connect with them. So this now, is a now, really- Can you adapt your solution based on the culture within the sports organization? Because the, you know, the culture is different from one team to another. Can you adapt that based on the culture of the team, the software? I mean, it's- Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Because we can go, when we, if we have the other individuals, all the other you know, athletes or players or whatever, yeah. student athletes, and then the coaching staff or some of the support staff, we, yeah. we can go through with our team advisor and start to see, okay, here's what this group looks like. We're inserting an individual into this. Yeah. That's going to shape, that's going to change the dynamics here, right? Yeah. So that's the directive. So that helps with the individual integration, mm-hmm. right? And helps with that. Now, how does this change the dynamics of this group? Yeah. Um, so think about the benefits of that, where, you know, somebody could get stuck in that introductory phase sure. yeah. and never, if you're in baseball, you're drafted in the second round. You know, you should have a high chance of success and yeah. progression through the development system, but you're stuck in, in A ball or you get stuck in double A. Something's going on. If your your physical skills are still there, yeah. maybe if you're a pitcher, there's something going on with the pitching coach at that level and you that, that is blocking this. And the so, communication you know, is not good. Communication between the coach and the players is not functioning. Communication, whatever it may be, right? There's a relationship breakdown that's impeding the development of an individual. Yes. So think of the value of that. If you could avoid one of those, what, what's the monetary value of that? So you've got talent evaluation, onboarding. Now, the third is if there's a problem or something conflict, a problem, something yeah. is happening, right? Yeah. Maybe you've gone through that, you've developed a relationship, but something arises between two individuals. 
whether it's a, a coach to an athlete, an athlete to an athlete, what a coach to coach, whatever it may be, yeah. something is going on here. We potentially could find the root cause of that issue mm-hmm. by going into the platform and say, let's look at these two. Let's see what's happening here, right? Let's see if we can identify some areas that they may butt heads, right? And if this is the root cause of the problem, yeah. here's a prescription and a recommendation to move through this, right? Mm-hmm. So think about, again, think about the value of that. Now, who's typically using, or I mean, uh, subscribing to your product? Is that maybe coaches or HR people? Who's typically, you, I mean, yeah, adopting- we're, we're Yeah, one second. And then the fourth, this real quick before I jump to that, yeah. the fourth, the kind of the fourth use here is a constant refresh. So I've had coaches tell me, Sean, I rarely go into a meeting with yeah. one of my, athletes players student athletes without looking at this as just to put myself in the right mindset mm-hmm. so i let's say i just met with with frank and now i've got julian coming in he's coming into my office we're gonna have breakfast together we're sitting together on a bus whatever um frank is different from julian so i got julian let me spend five minutes to look at julian okay here's julian now now i'm in the right mindset for julian so we can be productive yes. and in this conversation to get to what we really need to talk about as opposed to dancing around each other and turning me out because I'm a visionary. I'm up here in the sky. He wants cold, hard details. So the talent evaluation onboarding when there's a problem and then a refresh. So um, to answer your question on who is using this, it's a, the buyer and the user could be different, different, different. Same, right? So the end user at the end of the day are the people that are interacting with the athletes, right? So that's coaches, sport performance individuals, trainers, whoever has that, those touch points. It's okay. Let's arm these individuals with this, you know, really robust understanding and knowledge at people science of the, you know, the, the, the players, the athletes, the student athletes, and give them all the things I just told you about. So they're the end users, right? So the, when you back it up, who's kind of looking at this and making a decision that bounces around because there's no in this world our world of athletics mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's not a piece of technology that you there's somebody ready for this yeah in these organizations and it's different from within so if we talk about intercollegiate athletics typically it's going to start with the head coach because they kind of oversee their domain you know you've got to kind of talk that they see the value in it they make the decision they have their own budget mm-hmm. and then they'll you know they'll find you know an assistant or a director of ops who will kind of oversee the engagement, right? Yeah. Um, in professional sports, I've seen a lot in the sport performance area because they have a lot of touch points with the athletes, right? So they're dealing with the coaches, they're dealing with the athletes, they're kind of the middle person in a lot of times. Their their you know role uh, and their you know mission is to ultimately develop and and increase and create high performing individuals and and groups, right? So. A yeah. lot of times it goes in through there. Uh, could be in the scouting department if they're focused on the talent evaluation side, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what about sports psychologists? I mean, can a sports psychologist use your plat your your software as a complement? For example, take the uh, well, the NFL, right, or uh, NBA. A large number of teams now decide to get you know sports psychologists. So that's your solution. Is it complementary? To what sports psychologists do or what what's i guess the context oh it's 100 percent complimentary right because when you go and kind of go back to um 
the scalability, right? And mm -hmm. the utility. So yeah. you know, if you're a sports psychologist, you know, there are very few that are full-time staff members. Yeah. So the ability to have a tool like this to support what they do and have the end user have the ability to use it on their own, and there's tremendous value in there. So you know, this is a product that is uh, really complementary to what a sports psychologist does to really, and especially you go back to baseball, right? With, you know, five different uh, affiliates and all these other yep. folks are dealing with, you know, one sports psychologist, whether they even are full-time or not, how can they handle 180 players and yep. all the support right. So, you know, they're in, they're vital into all of this. And and at the end of the day, you know, our, our platform isn't, you know, we're not clinicians, right? Mm -hmm. This is a software program that takes science and puts it in the hands of people to use it. They have somebody that's, uh, you know, a subject matter expert in the, in the, in the system, you know, that's the, you know, that ideally that's the perfect, uh, that's the perfect way to set this up. Yeah. Now, have you seen any kind of transformation of athletes? Maybe they had conflicts with coaches and then all of a sudden they start using your software and, and you know, the relationship is so much better and then the performance is going up. I mean, they're doing so much better. I mean, can, without being specific, can you share me some success stories of athletes? I've gone through that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's anecdotal, right? Yeah. And I'll, I'll make it anonymous. But so there was a, a football team, a uh, college football team, Power Five, uh, a, a running back who was a junior or senior upperclassman uh, who had been a starter for two or three years. Um, third game of the season uh, was struggling in the first half because uh, there was a new running back coach. So, it was, you know, they were still kind of figuring themselves out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he struggled in the first half. And you know, five carries for eight yards, something not very productive at all. Mm -hmm. The last series, they were three and out. I think he had, you know, two carries in that series or something. They came off the field at the end of that half in that last series. And the running back coach says, it kind of got in his face. We told you to get vertical. We told you to get vertical, mm -hmm. you know, and the kid, and the, this was told to me by our internal kind of the director of football ops. Yeah. So he shrugged his shoulders, kind of sat down. You know, played very sparringly in the second half, didn't do much. Even that night, tweeted something like, ain't getting the respect, you no, know, no, no. deleted it. So when we had our meeting, our follow-up meeting with our internal, you know, the director of football yeah. ops and the player personnel folks, he said, I saw this exchange on the sideline on Saturday, mm -hmm. and I remembered the card that this kid, you need to let him speak first yeah. because he's got these earmuffs on when he speaks, they come off. But I went to the running back coach, not in the game, later, and I said, listen, you know, I'm gonna remind you, take a look at this information. Next time, let him, when he's coming off, yeah. let him speak first, ask him, what are you seeing out there? What's happening? What do you feel? You know, what, what, you know, give me some insight of what's going on out there. Instead of, I told you, I told you. They made that shift, yeah. right? And, you know, it, the next week he was back to being productive as a starter, ran for 100 plus yards and really solved the situation that could have spun out of control. Even that tweet of ain't getting the respect, like the whole thing was ready to go run off a cliff. So, again, anecdotal, but that's the kind of use of this. Another instance, um, there was, this was basketball, uh, another power five school. Um, the Y guy, the coaches are like, man, this guy's just always, you know, asking questions. So we went into the data and found out that one of his motivators was to be part of kind of the discussion in advance, right? 
to be, you know, to the exchange of ideas, we call it. The player so like, wanted to get that exchange. You mean the player wanted to get the exchange? The, the player, player, right? And he wasn't included in any of that. Now, okay. what we decided, our recommendation, and the team kind of took us up on it, was to include him in the advanced planning of what's happening. Yeah. He doesn't have to write the playbook or make, you know, diagram everything, but bring him in a little up front. Yeah. That'll help with his motivation and it will prevent him from being the why guy because he was part of the exchange of ideas. Yeah. Again, they made the shift and really saw saw a change in, in the individual and stopped being the why guy and became kind of the rah-rah guy. Like, yeah, exactly. Let's do this. Boom. Uh, significant improvement in productivity just for him and the team in general. And then a third quick one, uh, baseball. I think uh, this is a situation that happened in, in AAA. Um, there was an individual, the pitching coach was a young um, uh, pitching coach, had, ne- had no experience in, in major, in, in, at the major league level, kind yeah. of worked his way up from uh, college and through the professional ranks to the pitching coach of a AAA team, right? Mm-hmm. There was a, uh, a veteran pitcher who had, you know, many, I think he had eight or nine, nine plus years in, in major league experience, signed as a, a free agent, was designated to AAA. Um, so we got this vet dealing with this young pitching coach, completely different mindsets, right? And this mm-hmm. vet, his goal, I have to get back in the major leagues. You know, for selfishly, he wanted mm-hmm. to get his 10 years, <laughs> 10 years of his pension, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he couldn't connect. These guys would not, they were on the, I don't think there was respect. I've been in the major for 10 years. You're a young guy. What are you, what am I going to learn from you? It was more of a uh, kind of a respect thing that was really mm-hmm. rooted in the way that they processed their information and communicated. So he went back in. You know, we worked with it. Here's the card. Here's three bullet points that that pitching coach can use when he speaks to this guy. Mm-hmm. And boom, boom, boom. And sure enough, you know, eventually after a few appearances at the AAA level, they brought him up, put him in the bullpen. He finished the season uh, and, and really had a, had a productive year. So that, that three kind of anecdotal. Yeah, but two uh, different sports, two different situations, which I think speaks for the what your solution does. So. And and how would you what would you describe or how would you summarize what athletes and team like the most about your product? What are the typical feedback that you get from teams and athletes? I, the, the number one uh, piece of feedback is the the ability to uh, use this right because if you, you look at this world of psychometrics, there mm-hmm. are other things that people have tried and have been around, and they're all have value uh, in their own space. Disc a Hogan, a Myers-Briggs, whatever it may be, right? Um, but what we hear is our, our, again, the utility of our product. It's not, you're not, over, you, you can be overwhelmed by the data and all of these other things, but, you know, we present it in a manner where it's really usable. And these tools that we have, you don't have to be a psychologist. You don't have to be a subject matter expert. A coach can go grab this card and start using it, yeah. right? And, and without having to dig through and figure it out. And again, the scalability. So it's really, really simple to use. We cut right to it. Help me. Tell me what to do. So I have this relationship so we can get to being productive, right? So I can create, help create high-performing individuals, yeah. right? And high-performing team cultures. And the other thing about this is we, we really emphasize transparency and openness, right? So that really helps the exchange. This can never be weaponized. It's not to be used to, you know, you know, find bad things. There's nothing in our platform that says right or wrong or good yeah. or bad. This is how you, who you are. So once you're transparent 
And we've had great successes when coaches say, here's mine, right? Here's you. Here's how we're going to use this together. So you understand yeah. me. I can understand yeah. you. We're yeah. all on the same page, right? right? So that's really what, you know, that's really what people see value. That's great. So now you talk about that it, your solution has been used by basketball team, football team, baseball team. I mean, are you allowed to talk about some of the teams that are using your product, maybe in the MLB, or can you give a few names, or are you allowed to say that? Yeah, there's a few. Some, as you know, in the yeah. in our business side, you know, Comcast doesn't care if you talk about Comcast, yeah. or, but it, obviously in this world, um, you know, some teams are protective of those mm -hmm. relationships, but there's others. And we've got, you know, we've had announcements that they've endorsed uh, Texas Rangers for one, uh, the Oakland A's in Major League Baseball. Uh, we've done some work at many schools, University of Georgia, yeah. uh, University of Miami, uh, St. St. Joseph's University, uh, Siena, um, who else? Clemson, we've done some work with, uh, USA Diving, who I've mentioned. Uh, we're doing a, do some work the office of the NBA is going to spread down to some teams. Yeah. Um, so it, just to sum up the name of you, I mean, we're, we're starting to really get integrated and, and start to have some productive case studies. So, um, and, and you can find those on, on surepeople.com, click on kind of the sports link and it'll kind of take you into some of those things. That's great. So now could you tell, walk me through your business model? What's your business model and pricing strategy or pricing options to buy your solution? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty simple um, because we we really again kind of just use our prism and the tools that I described, and it's all in. So there's a one price flat fee for an organization, right? Yeah. So it, it kind of depends on um, kind of the scope and the size, you know. Because some obviously Major League Baseball has all this, and NBA has this, and so yeah. um, you know it starts as little as five thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, that you can onboard and, and get access to the tools. So. Uh, we've really priced this thing. We're starting to dig into our focus had been division one athletics. So when you talk about college athletics, but we've really created a pricing structure that fits division two, division three, NAI. So, you know, starting at $5,000 for a whole athletic department, you know, if you see the value in this, you know, it, it, it certainly makes sense. So it, it's not astronomical, you know, that five can go to you know 25 or, or 50, depending on, on different things. But um, really most of our clients are in that lower end. And again, if you think about the return you can get on keeping one person draft pick, you know, to advance or keeping yeah. a coach on board without having to go search and find a new coach or keeping a student athlete out of the transfer portal, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. And that reminds me, the one thing that we're hearing, I forgot to mention this on the benefits, specifically in intercollegiate athletics, is retention. Yeah. Because of the transfer portal. Retention, retention, retention is a major issue, right? So you look at the cost associated with the, the investment you put in to recruit a kid and then not have to go replace that individual, him or her, you know, there is, there is, re, there are resources that are used against that hard yeah. resource. So if you can retain, then you, 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 that's a major, major issue at all those levels I've talked about. So yeah. uh, I, I failed to mention that earlier. And then the pricing you mentioned at the 5,000, it's 5,000 a year, correct? There's an annual, we have annual memberships. That's how we price this. Basically. All right. Now, the last question I want to ask you is, uh, what are your plans for the next 12 months? Are you looking to expand in specific leagues? I mean, you mentioned the NBA, maybe you want to expand into the Premier League or, you know, tennis, or are you looking to raise some money or what are your plans? So, um, so expansion is always in the plans, right? I mean, now we, we've gone, this 2023 was really our kind of go to market year. 
We did yeah. a lot of, you know, we did some things in last year in 2022, 2023, which now we're out in the market. And we have you know, all of these intended engagements that I've kind of referred to. In 2024, mm -hmm. we'll be focused on expanding that, right? At all of those levels we talked about, you know, police yeah. athletics, professional sport, Olympic sports, and even into individual sports, right? We're going to figure out, because this can be used in, in, in tennis and golf and wherever there's people that need to communicate and have relationships, whether that's your coach, you know, your, your uh, caddy, whoever it may be, there's value in having this, right? So the goal certainly is expansion. Mm -hmm. um, now, there are a couple things that are happening in our development, really, really exciting. We've got a new app. Uh, the first step will be a new dashboard, kind of a team leader, coach interface dashboard, which we've really taken a lot of the feedback from both of our business clients and our sport clients and are developing this dashboard that will be even have greater utility and even better or even more user friendly, right? So that yeah. should be 30 to 45 days. So, you know, we're here in October of, of 2023. That will probably be before the end of the year, 2023. When yeah. we get into the first quarter of 2024, we have a new app that will be launched that will that really change, change the way that folks interact with our product. And again, the focus is on the end user interface and having the individuals have the ability to just boom, I need this, tell me what to do, right? Whether it's about myself or about the individual or about this group, click on the button, boom, or I've got a meeting coming up with Julian, it'll be in my, it, the app will be uh, interfacing with maybe Outlook and mm -hmm. hey, Julian, you're meeting Sean in 10 minutes. Here's his, here's a relationship advisor, right? So go ahead. No, I was gonna say that that's smart to integrate with like the calendar and all that stuff, I think it makes sense. Think about it, right? I mean, what's more important? If you know you have a meeting some, with somebody coming up and they're in there, right? You put it in there. Give me a relationship advice for five minutes before. Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's a great it's a feature, yeah. Yeah. And then ultimately, which may be in the next 20, 12 months, um, there's a next version of this called the Eris, which is short for Aristotle, which mm -hmm. really is your life coach for an individual, right? So that's really where it's individualized and somebody can go on this journey and everything that's happening in the world will be kind of through era so there's a lot on the horizon and a lot of a lot of cool technology and our development team is really phenomenal and our product team and our content team and our scientists are are really kind of taking the feedback that we've heard from folks mm -hmm. and really turning it into what the next generation of this thing looks like so i just think continued development continued uh you know uh advancement in, in our the number of our partnerships and when we, you know, launch some of these new things, you know, this really becomes, becomes, I think, ultimately just a must-have tool. Because if you're not operating with this and using this data and the science, that's that's going to be easily digestible and really easy to use. And then that's the, the, just, you know, the value of that immense. That makes sense. Now, you know, we've got lots of teams across the NBA, the MLS, NHL, Premier League, uh, you know, listening to the podcast. So what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's Sean at SurePeople.com, F-C-A-N at SurePeople.com. Just drop me a note. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn at Sean Flynn. You can find me and then, you know, you can go to SurePeople.com. It's there. But the quickest way is Sean at SurePeople.com. Drop me a note. would love to hear from anybody, and, you know, whether it's just to have a conversation or I, the one thing that I do and really part of my role is and because of my experience in my network, we haven't done a lot of marketing, right? We haven't done a lot of promotion. I think we, we were there yet. We are now. But it's really been using relationships, and as you know, in this in this you know industry that we live in, mm -hmm. I say you're, you're no more than two degrees of separation from people, right? Mm -hmm. If I don't know somebody, I know somebody that knows them. That's so, right. 
then you can have a conversation. So that's really kind of how we're generating this and using my network and using the folks that I know. Of course, the first calls were the people that I knew and then some people that they knew. So that's how we're starting to gain traction. Um, but Sean at, at surepeople.com is the perfect way. And again, those conversations that I have, I always look to take value. It may not lead to anywhere right now currently, but at least I'm hearing what's happening in the industry and kind of what's happening in, in folks in their world and kind of when they're sitting at their desk. So I'd love to have those conversations. That's great. And you'll be coming to the uh, the New York Summit in New York. Well, look, we, we are at the end of the podcast. I want to thank you for your time today and good luck with everything. Thanks, Roland. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.